welcome to episode 99 of About the Cards podcast live tonight on YouTube, as always, with me, host Stefan Loeffler, our Junk Wax Twins. Grade 99 in Madden. Yes, Ben Wilson at our trading cards. And I'm Tim Shepler at Big Shep 79. We're a podcast by Collectors for Collectors. So I'm going to bring you a smart, insightful podcast discussing trading card collecting. We are live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific. 10 Central. YouTube, Periscope, Facebook Live, like everywhere. Follow us on Twitter about the cards. We'll be available as a podcast everywhere. Check out the website about the cards.wordpress.com. We have a special guest host tonight, John Newman, at Sports Card Natty One on Twitter. He's the host of the Sports Card Nation podcast, Hobby Hotline. He's also uh, got Hobby Quick Hits, and he's part of Roughing the Passer. And he loves the PC. <laughs> Some guy named Jackie Robinson and Mean Joe Green. What's up, John? How are we doing inside, bud? What's up, man? I'm on the Wayne Gretzky episode, apparently, number 99. The Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. Aaron the, Judge, uh, yeah. Taco Fall, the guy that <laughs> plays for the Celtics, right? <laughs> he were not, uh, George Mikan. Some of the great 90s. Was he 99? Yeah. Was George yeah. Mikan 99? Yeah, Dan Hapton. Yeah, Dan Hapton wore 99 for the Bears. Let's see other great 99s. Uh, Warren Sapp wore 99. Oh, yeah. 99's a good number. I like it. The next the next one's a big 100, though. Yeah. It is. It's a big 100. We're going to do it at drive through uh, Strip Club. And, um, <laughs> Why would yeah, I have been thing? on that one? They could have yeah. just waited a week. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that. I think... Uh, yeah, we're gonna find one of those. But uh, guys, how's it been this week in collecting? It's been we live in a wild, wild world right now in the collection collecting world, don't we? This hobby has lost its flipping mind. Eleven year olds are becoming millionaires, which I know we'll talk about. Seventeen um, year old cousins want to get off their couch and make a quick buck, uh, and and here we are spending three hundred percent over what we could have bought the same shit for last last 90, month. If, when ninety Fleer becomes hot. When 90 score is on fire, when 90 upper deck is in fuego, when uh, Mark McGuire is worth $10 million a card. It is crazy. I was watching some uh, – I was going to go grab some 87s, like a last batch at like a buck and a quarter a piece, which I consider high. I have like 25 in my sport lots uh, watch list for like a week, and I was like, eh, I don't want to pull the trigger. I didn't have to because somebody went and snacked it out from underneath me. I'm like, oh, dear Jesus. I'm I'm sure it's just a flip opportunity. Do you think that show's going to, like, have a a trampoline effect with with McGuire and Sosa stuff? It already has. I I mean, the the prices are just, you know, the other night I got got lambasted on Twitter because I had made a comment as a quote tweet. You know, I meant no disrespect to the guy selling the car, but he's selling something for three hundred dollars. You could bought last week for, for twenty, and and people are like, "Oh, leave him alone. He could sell at the top of the market." And I was just like, "No, my my words were meant for the buyers. Don't buy right now. It's a horrible time to buy. Yeah. Wait out the wave. You know, a lot of these prices will jump back down. They'll drop precipitously, and call it sixty, ninety, one hundred twenty days. Who knows? But by the end of the summer and you know, if you, if, if you didn't want a 1985 Maguire at any point in the last 35 years, I don't think right now is the best time to go out and decide you want one. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't see it like what just happened with Jordan, but 
it's crazy. Like Tim just said, to lead off the show, man, it's a crazy time. Just when you think you know, you don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it is. You know, I was looking at my binder of Uh-oh. 87 Maguires, and I have just over 600 of them. And I, I was thinking to myself, you know, this is probably a three to four hundred dollar binder, right? Four hundred dollars is about sixty cents a piece, and uh, it's like right now. I, I could definitely sell it for double my money. And, and, you know, some people are trying to get 10, 12 bucks out of these, which would put that same binder in the five to $7,000 range. Sell it now. Sell it's it like, now. I was going to say, it. man. Sell it now like, by how many, next week. How many do you want to, like, keep? I would sell, like, if you have a number you're, like, satisfied with, I would I would sell at peak. You know what I mean? I just bought 15 more for the PC. That's the thing is. Uncle Rich was giving me a hard time. He's like, "You got to sell." I'm like, "What do you mean? I want to buy more." Now, hey, real quick, did you see did you see Doug's video about buying cards this <laughs> week? <laughs> that was beautiful. I text him. I'm like, "Hey, I like your slide. Your uh, you, you you know how you kind of called out Ben there a little bit." And he just started laughing. He goes, "Yeah, he was one of the few guys I was talking to." But he goes, "It just had to be said." And I'm like, "Dude, you said it perfectly, man. Like I loved it." And then he had all those hundred dollar bills, and he's just sitting there like in his hat. And I'm like. I love you, brother. It was great. <laughs> I, I told him, I was like, dude, that was so friggin' funny. If you haven't yeah. seen that, you've got to uh, – what, what's his Twitter handle? I know he goes by Doug Fresh on there, but I don't – Yeah, know Fresh his. Cardboard, I think. Yeah. Is that what it is? And it's um, on yeah. – Steph, I know you're real good with links, so if you can I'm find that on uh, – that'd be great. Yeah. Um, let's get into it, though, guys. Uh, the week that was, we got a lot to talk about. we got Johnny with us tonight, which is going to be awesome. Um, he's gonna be with us all show long. Lots of big things happen in the hobby. We Unless you kick me out. Unless you kick. Oh. I, 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 has anyone ever been kicked off mid-show? Ben, but he can't. We let him back in. We've, we've <laughs> taken him out. We brought him back in a couple all times. Right. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna try to have that happen. I just no, my, my internet just kicked me out for a second and brought me back. <laughs> I in, saw so that. Thanks, I was like, what happened? Thanks, Xfinity. Yeah. Thanks for that high speed you're giving me here. Um. It's only when I do the show. It's not when I'm at work in some terrible conference call. No, it's only when I want to do the show. And it kicks me out. Uh, the week that was last week's release is Tops Living Week 114. Uh, card two, uh, 311. Not Abisail Garcia, outfielder, Milwaukee Brewers. Congratulations, bud. You're the all-time low. 1898. Uh, no, the lowest, the lowest pre-run you've had. All-time low. What's up? said we were talking about the band 311, not the band all-time low. There we go. And then card to 312, Jesus Lazardo, rookie pitcher of the Oakland A's, sold just over 2,500. A couple of those are going my way. Uh, it's still fun that background on his weird. And then I'm glad Garcia is dead last because he didn't deserve two cards at this point in the print run. <laughs> uh, we also had 2020 Sage Hit Premier Draft High Series football drop, and then 2019 Panini Chronicles football drop. <laughs> Heard some interesting information on Chronicles basketball today, and while this is mentioned, when they drop that, some of the guys that when the issue is rookie class enough prism cards, they're going to be in there, but they're also going to add another prism, Ja Morant and Zion, obviously, uh, into that. It's going to be a photo variation. So uh, Chronicles is going to be, uh, you know, just back up the brinks. Hot off the press is this week's new release. Top's living one uh, week 115. Card 313, Shane Bieber, not Justin, pitcher of the Cleveland Indians and Card 314, Jordan Yamamoto, rookie pitcher of the Miami Marlins. Um, you know, when we have a dual pitcher week, not super, super exciting. Um, Shane Bieber looks weird because he does not have his beard. His birthday is coming up. Look at that. 
No mention um, of Justin on the back. And then uh, Jordan Yamamoto. So probably not going to be a, uh, a superstar week just with because pitchers don't usually sell that well. We don't have a legend. We don't have a, a big-name rookie, even though he could be pretty decent. I like the card, though, with the hat. The Marlins hat and the sunglasses look looks pretty sharp. Mm-hmm. So. It, it either looks sharp, it looks like it's melting, just depending on how you look at it. Yeah. But the details is pretty nice. So, uh, so check out at Top Sliving Staff for a full breakdown of where these cards fall, respectively, set by team and position for all of them. We have 2019-2020 Panini Mosaic Basketball drop today. Now, six fifty a box, yes, but I've seen I've seen it range up to like a eight hundred. So, uh, if you find it there, good luck. Uh, Ten packs per box, fifteen cards per pack, one auto, seven parallel, seven or five silver parallels, fifteen additional parallels, and twenty inserts. Um, it's a thirty card base set. There is a or a three hundred card base set. There are fourteen rookie uh, vari- picture variations available. Uh, after this is the first time it's actual hobby release, a full hobby release, because mostly it's been an online or a retail release. And uh, last year's base set was a hundred, so they've added a few cards this year. Uh, the hobby, uh, there's hobby only, and then also retail only parallels. There's uh, autograph mosaics that cover veterans and retired players, and obviously rookie autographs that feature this year's rookie class. Uh, some awesome looking cards, mm-hmm. but. This, to, to be honest, is supposed to be probably somewhere around a $150 to $200 box in normal time. Even with Zion, maybe $300. But at $650, $700, shit, it might be 1000 next week. Uh, unless you hit the big one, bud. Yeah, you're going to take in the shorts, I believe. Um, I don't know what your guys' <laughs> thoughts are. but Yeah, that's, that's, that's Lord, you- way above my pay grade. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the product, but man, you you literally got to hit some sort of Zion, and if it's a base, you got to grade that thing and and pull a ten to to even think about maybe breaking even or coming out a, a little bit ahead. I mean, that's that's cards, man. It's always a little gamble, but six fifty, seven hundred, and like you said, Tim might go up even more. That's I'm I, I like gambling, but not not that much. So I'm I'm gonna like they say on Shark Take. Uh, I'm out. Yeah, I, I was. I swung by the LCS today real quick, and they had it at 650. While I was in there, it went up to 700, and somebody came <laughs> in. So oh, that's not a bad price. I'm thinking about that one. I had this to go. A, this, and I was this like, a, bro, this is a great investment opportunity. I can't believe you guys are, are talking <laughs> down against it. This is it, it, right now. You should sell everything you have. Buy Kick this. Him. Um, <laughs> this is this is I mean, 700. I mean, come on. Uh, that, that that we all have that laying around. This is great. Yeah, I mean, at, at a couple insane. hundred bucks, it's probably not a bad bad buy. But at that, yeah. twice that price, good luck. You know, hop in a break if you can. I know that uh, Doug and Dan were doing breaks today, and they had priced it so long ago that I think the first couple cases they were doing, they were doing about fourth of what the cost is currently. If you were to reprice it today. And they honor their prices. They took care of the customers because they said, hey, you you bought in early with us. Yeah. And so you get rewarded a good deal. You know, somebody bought the Lakers in a case break for 150 bucks. They pulled a LeBron and one was already listed like at 300 or something. So yeah, it, it, it's gorgeous product. It is. I, I, I mean, it, it's just 
those right there. What's the name of that one right there? The uh, stained glass. Stained glass. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, if it's anything similar to some of the stained glass stuff we've seen on the baseball side through Allen and Ginter, I mean, they're gorgeous. You know, I, I imagine these are going to be phenomenal in hand, but again, you've got to know your price point, and you know you have to have some kind of an associated worth to yeah, to recoup some of your money. I yeah, mean, I just, think. Yeah, like Tim said, I think you got to get in breaks at the right at the right level, and it buy you know if you get some deals, buy the singles you you yeah, want to own. You know, and, and then we normally have retail, but retail's been out a while, mm-hmm. and it's been yeah. swallowed up. And when you have uh, a, a blaster box for twenty that you buy at the store now going for a hundred, good luck there. Insane. We we know that the the reason one reason is that this got cut quite a bit. Uh, due to COVID nineteen and being able to produce it, so it was one of the first ones off, um, you know, the print lines when since this all went down. But still, still crazy pricing. Um, I hope I hope you guys all paid off your student loans and you have your uh, stimulus checks because we're gonna it's another fun one here. Twenty twenty Bowman dropped drops Friday. Um, now I had a hard time pricing boxes, so don't uh, don't quote me on these because I had to I had to go to eBay. Uh, no online retailers or anywhere had boxes listed, but a hobby box is in the neighborhood of $250. Uh, you're going to get 24 packs of box, 10 cards per pack, one auto. The jumbo boxes are in the neighborhood of 400 plus. I saw them as high as 650 a box, 12 packs per box, 32 cards a pack, three autographs in there. It's a hundred card base set. And then you're going to have the 150 card paper uh, prospect set. And then the 150 prospect Chrome set. Um, Bowman Chrome Prospect Autos will be found in retail, but only in the form of yellow refractors and retail-only green and green shimmer refractors. Uh, there's a The best insert is the top one, uh, Bowman Scouts Top 100. Uh, some first Bowman cards to look for. Jason Dominguez, is, as Steph showed, of the Yankees, outfielder. Bobby Witt Jr., shortstop of the Royals, who's the number two pick in last year's draft. Robert Paulson, shortstop of the Oakland A's. Uh, Bayron Laura, outfielder of the Texas Rangers. Anthony Vlope, shortstop of the Yankees, was a big one. Um, Steph found some gravity feeds at a local Target. Bought 10 packs and um, did well. Got a paper uh, Dominguez, got a Lux rookie, got a Jordan rookie, but he pulled two autos, and I think one of them's headed uh, headed out to Ben. So you got the, uh, let's see here, round, seventh rounder, 523rd overall. From the Indians. Sorry, it flipped so I could read it. Aaron Jenkins, Liam Jenkins, sorry, not uh, Leroy. And uh, some guy that's headed Ben's way. Second round paper, right? Uh, 66 overall. Yeah. Can be interesting. Oh, go ahead. No. I was just saying, can't, can't beat it. Go ahead. It'll just be interesting to see now what happens with the uh, first edition uh, price rise. Uh, you know, speaking of Dominguez, what are, you know when you put up the first edition to the the regular version, I, I'd be curious to see uh, what's going to happen. Well, yeah. the the Dominguez was selling at what three hundred dollars when it first came out, and it's dropped We're well gonna, below a yeah. hundred now. We're going to talk about it a little bit later in the show. Yeah, about uh, about the crazy uh, roller coaster ride that's been on. Now, guys, I will I, say the borders on these look amazing. Yeah, um, you, you, think, have, you have to see them in hand. Let me pull one. Plus, up it says twenty twenty, so you can tell what year it is they were sorting. Um, 
But, um, you know, I've talked about this for, for the last few years, guys. I used to be a, like 12, 13, 14. I was a huge Bowman guy, 15. Um, you know, when a hobby box was was one, mm-hmm. like, was uh, like 75, 80 bucks or 90 bucks, and a jumbo was 150 to 200. You know, even then, that was kind of like, okay, that's a big dollar box, right? Now, with it being, you know, two, three times as much, I'm out completely. You know, I might buy a team set here or there. Um, you know, the Royals, I'm SOL because of wit. I mean, he's just going to drive that up to a $100 car on a Chrome, and it's like, what happens if he ends up being Bubba Starling, right? So. I, too, used to buy a lot of Bowman, and, and so you sound like me, Tim. I've said this even on my show. I, I've sort of went to that middle tier of prospects, guys that aren't as hype, but I, I'm a huge prospect guy. I listen to three or four different podcasts that pertain to just scouting and, and baseball America and, and you know, uh, minor league, the show and prospect one. And so I go to that next tier and I try to get 100, 200 count lots of the guys people don't care so much about, but could be those guys that, that come on and surprise you. You know, not that, like you said, not every first round pick makes it. And you have those second, third, fourth round guys that become all stars. And so I, I've kind of pivoted my strategy uh, to doing that. And that way, I'm not, you know, if it doesn't pan out, I'm not in too deep, as they say. Hey, real quick, is that card off center? Uh, yeah, I think it's the yeah. bad scan. Yeah. Uh, you know, Pete, Pete Alonzo wasn't highly thought of when that when his product dropped, when his first Bowman came out. So. You never, you never know what's in there. Um, if if you go through every Bowman year of release, there's going to be a hot a hot rookie that that wasn't that that Jason Dominguez guy. So yeah. you know, and now they're not easy to find. I don't want to make it like, oh, that's the guy. But if you do, it it you know it it pays dividends. And and uh, you know, like you said, when when a Bobby Witt card's going for a hundred bucks. You're already that ceiling. I mean, not that it can't go more than that, but man, that ceiling's already pretty high. Yeah, it's crazy. We also have a 2020 Panini Select baseball dropping 225 a box, 12 packs per box, five cards per pack. Uh, you're going to get two autographs, two mem cards, and nine parallels. It's a 250 card base set, and like all select product, it's broken down into three tiers. The base is one to 100, premier level 101 to 200, and the highest level being diamond which is 201 to 250. The last release of the brand was in 2013. Uh, my question is, card number one is a guy named Joe Plumbo. Uh, last year with the Rangers, he was in seven games, went 0-3 with a 9.18 ERA. So he already has more cards than uh, 2020 Top Series 1. Yeah. I, I'm like, who? who's Joe Plumbo? Like, I, he wasn't even a prospect. I mean, he was just like, okay. Kind of an odd guy to to lead off a brand when you're when you're coming back. Uh, Pete Alonso's in, in the base set one through one hundred. So, like, why wasn't he card one? I, I to me that just that's weird. Um, anyway, uh, there's signature materials. There's rookie autographs, uh, rookie jersey autographs, and X X Factor material signatures. So those are the the ones that have the, the uh, autographed memorabilia cards. And then there's a, a neat insert called Launch Angles. Uh, autographs, which is highlighting only the power hitters. So, so you yeah, ask any of the old baseball players, like Hank Aaron, he doesn't know what a launch angle is, which is awesome because 
you, you kind of trash uh, Plumbo leading off the set, but if you if you look at some of the previous sets that companies have released throughout the years, there are far worse leadoff. No, I know, but if we bring in something back, right, like you know, Troy Affenier. Maybe he paid for that spot. Let's like yeah. Alan Ginter. Alan Maybe Ginter. he's got a friend that works at Panini. He's yeah, down there like, in Dallas. I hooked you up, brother. Your number one card in the select. Yeah. Uh, hey Ben, are you excited about select? Real quick, select basket or baseball? Kind of overpriced too for non-licensed material at two twenty-five a box. Um, be the guys to buy up the the base and the team sets uh, for a few bucks. The guys trying to make money. Uh, are you going to be chasing down a team set for the A's of Select as it comes back this year? Yeah, I, I think it was part of that hosh posh of Chronicles last year that had like eighteen different things. I think there was one or two A's on that checklist. I, I like Select. Um, yeah, I'll have it on my checklist already. I'm not going to go buck wild on all the autos though because there's just not enough associated value most of the stuff right now is just over so overpriced for for these autos on the secondary market that you know I'll, if i grab one six months from now great if not whatever but um it should be a nice looking product for those of us out there that collect uh you know yeah, unlicensed I, stuff i like i like select i've been i've been a fan of it you know i have a couple of the team sets in the from back in the 90s and then even through i think 13 i have both the royals and the giants so i'm gonna pick up team sets for those i'm gonna try to check down anything else i'm not gonna bust any it's just at that price like all of these prices on these products it's just not the return on it, it you know i love i love opening packs as, as much as the next guy it's not it's not worth it to me where i where i could take it in the shorts and i could go instead i could go and buy stuff that i really want mm -hmm. i don't get the fun of opening it but I get the fun of owning what I want and not oh. having to hope I get what I want. Now you're right. coming around. Now you're seeing the dark side over here. No, you, know, side of the fact. no you know I've always been about selling stuff I don't want to, to buy stuff that I do want. I mean, I've picked mm -hmm. up like four or five breads that I've always wanted my and since they popped in the mid-90s. I could not afford I have them now all within the span of like 10 days. Because my eBay sales on stuff that was just dumb has just exploded. And it's like, let's take that and go buy stuff that I actually really want. I've wanted for a long time and bring it into the, in like, and bring it home, you know? And when I see this, like if this box a select was a hundred bucks on a whim, I might go into the card store one day and buy it. Mm -hmm. But now two twenty five, I'm not. And that hundred dollars would have been maybe lost when I could have bought Brett's. And then, you know, so it's just, it's just finding out where to spend your money. And right now, boxes are not the place to, to me, not the place to be. I, I don't know how you guys feel. Uh, I think uh, me and Tim kind of share the same slot where uh, we're not just every uh, every paycheck going to buy a box. And for the most part, we're selling and only buying what we want. But every now and then, one pack, two pack, maybe a box. Can't kill you. So I, I track all my purchases. I'm weird like that or or I paid sales tax, one or the other, a combination of both. I've, uh, and, and I've said this on the show, I've cut down my wax consumption in the last three years, so from 2017 to 80%. I mean, you know, Tops, Panini, Upper Deck's not going to like what I'm about to say, but generally wax, opening waxes, generally a losing proposition. Like you said, Tim, it's fun. 
it's definitely fun. No one will will go toe to toe and argue that me me included. Um, but you know, like you said, when it, when you see, especially now, like what some of these boxes are going for, it's like, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I rather, like you said, just buy what I want, um, sell what I don't, and and buy what I want. You know, yeah. and uh, it, it, just kind of like in the abstract, every one of us has probably went out for an expensive dinner, you know, a little bit more than our, our average every, every night out. Right. Stretch your budget a little bit. You take the, the wife or the husband out to, to have a, a nice meal. And how many of us have had an experience where you overspend on this meal intentionally, but it's not satisfying. And you get back in the car and you just go, man, I could have stayed at home and made a sandwich and saved all of this money and, and been just as, satisfied or lack thereof but at the same time how many of us have went out and had this dinner and go man i would have spent twice as much and that meal was every bit of the money i spent and the problem is opening up new wax is more on that first side where unless you're buying in volume you're just not going to be satisfied outside of getting rid of that that itch you know mm-hmm. I, I i bought i bought 10 packs of donruss for 10 bucks opened it up Got my ten dollars worth. Pulled a couple of Ricky Hendersons, whatever. But I'm out ten bucks. It's nothing, you, you know. And that's what's so great about retail. Like if you have an itch to buy it, you go buy a blaster yeah. for twenty. But now that's that market is gone because, sure. and, I, and I don't and I don't listen. I don't care if you go and you wipe the shelf clean. Do mm-hmm. what you want. You you're able to do that if you have if you have the money at the time to do that and you you're out there and you find it an awesome open it sell it whatever you're gonna do with it. But it just there, there's that that product isn't sitting on the shelves longer than a day or two, and you you miss yeah. out and then you don't get the taste of it. It is what it is, you know. Chris Harris says in here, new wax is a sucker's bet unless you pull a decent hit or a low number parallel, you'll never get your money's worth. That's true. I've been you know the last um, over the last year, or so I've been I've started to be open cases just a flagship only, and series two when it comes out sometime in June or early July, I think uh, I have a case of jumbo and hobby. Uh, for what I pre-ordered it at, I'm thinking about just selling the cases or boxes themselves and not even opening it. Um, yeah. And I, I have a, and then I have a, a single box of each oh, coming to me, so those will be mine, and I'm okay in opening those for what I paid. Um, but the, the cases, I, I'm gonna get rid of them because at this point, I can make. I'm gonna make more money flipping it as boxes or as a case than I am opening, having all the fun and opening all the packs and putting all the work into it. So, you know, it sucks, but that's just that's where the reality is at this point. So, you know, um, and that's because flagship was always like, and that's what that's what that upsetting me. I think the most is flagship has always been um, affordable and always been there for everybody. And available, yeah. Available. The price point was good. A hobby box was seventy bucks, which isn't a killer price. But when the hobby box is a hundred to hundred and fifty bucks, mm-hmm. when it's twice the like that, that's just not. That's you that's can buy insane. the for thirty, pick up a relic or two for five, ten, twenty each. Yeah, what's the point? It makes yeah, it no, just, it's, it it's, it's not fun when. We've talked about this many times where, you know, we go to Brent Williams, who I buy our t- my team sets. Tim, I think you buy yours there. And, you know, before he was saying 30, 35 bucks, and now he's saying 75 this year. It was 100. It's like, 
and I do buy multiple team sets, mind you. It's not just the base team set, but it's the point where when I send him a text message, what's all of my stuff going to cost? I'm literally, when he texts me back, I'm like, dear Lord, what is this going to cost me? Do I dare because, look at the phone? Yeah, it's went up I, Do I need to go to my checkbook and look at my register and see mm -hmm. if I'm... We yeah, almost it, sound like four married guys trying to make sound business decisions. That's what you know, what's, what's, like. there's a funny picture. <laughs> Funny picture on Facebook today. Somebody in one of the card groups posted a picture of Brink's truck outside Walmart. He goes, "Oh look, my distributor's dropping off the mosaic." And yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it's so poignant. It's, it's just like, yeah, this stuff is is literally gold right now, and it shouldn't be. Yeah, but it is because people have time, they have money, they're bored. You have a lot of new money coming in here. People have stimulus checks. Oh, don't say that word. <laughs> and, and 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 there's no. There's no new product coming out. That's why people are going back. And you have these documentaries. It's literally like this perfect storm of everything hit us all at once. And right now, you know, junk wax era, people are cashing out in droves seeing, I told you my 1988 investment was going to pay off. It's only a matter of time before Kevin Moss doubles his money yeah. and he's up to 20 cents a card now. So make sure you're checking out Ryan Cracknell's articles on Beckett.com slash news for more details on all these new releases and get to see all the pictures and variations. Uh, what's brewing next week's releases? 2020 or 1920 Panini Noir Basketball, 10000 10, a box probably. 1920 Upper Deck SP Authentic Hockey, probably uh, probably the right price. Let's be honest. Hockey's not really been affected. 2020 mm. Tops Tier 1 Baseball Drops. And 2020 Panini Contenders Draft Picks Collegiate Football Drops, God, that's a mouthful. They should add some more words in there, like Prism Mosaic Collegiate Football Donruss release. Uh, yeah, we'll hop an infield chatter or hobby talk, hobby hotline this Saturday live on YouTube, Periscope, and Facebook, eight a.m. Pacific, eleven a.m. Eastern. John Newman, Steph Loeffler, and and me, the three of us. Uh, we're, just three gonna stay three the, we're just going to stay inside this box till, yeah. till Saturday morning. Yeah, so it's either three amigos, the three stooges, or, you know, combination of the both. Uh, Dr. Except Beckett, for, little programming note, Dr. Beckett will, will pop in and, and join the show. Yes. Cool. We all have to wear a black tie. And, you know, if, if we were the stooges, though, uh, Ben would definitely be Mo, right? <laughs> of course, because Mo is the most, uh, the most famous. You, no, I would be. I would be probably like Shemp or whatever the last, the fourth one was. I'll take whatever's left. Ah, uh, so guys, <laughs> did you know that twenty Project Twenty Twenty? As we say good night to Bean, because we know that he can't hear Project Twenty Twenty. Uh, has relics. <laughs> Project Twenty Twenty has relics. Uh, at they Fun Goods too. and at Cards for Good <laughs> CA. Uh, I saw and, this. And uh, had relics. Uh, the best one is Tops Project 2020 card 40, Tony Gwynn, pubic hair edition, one of one. Uh, I'm not quite sure it's a it's a pubic hair in the card, um, as much it is maybe like a beard hair, but it <laughs> is short and curly. So, and so okay, so one is like okay, not a big deal, right? But then Cards for America has a wholly different card. And uh, yeah, there's a, a one in his on the back side. Um, Pulling it up uh, here. Okay, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that. Now this one is a Sandy Koufax, 
uh, card 40. So the first one was 40, 40. This is 49. And it's but got... have we matched to see if they're the same person? No. Two different... Uh... DNA test. We got uh, a DNA well, know... test for Project 21. Well, yeah. So I don't know what's going on there. Uh, if you're going to have somebody encasing these... <laughs> Make sure they're not shedding. You don't want me. You don't want Johnny over there, right? You don't want... Tim and his new look. Oh, I need a beard right. net if I work at Tops. Yeah, it's like, I, listen, I'm not here to, to to be encasing these any more than I should be serving mashed potatoes at the local high school at lunchtime, right? It's just well, that and the, the laws. Well, because <laughs> uh, you have to be like this tall to serve. You yeah. do. You well, yeah, because I'm not I'm not serving it above my head. Oh, you know, you have to be four foot eight in order. You could be at the elementary the school. So you're saying Angela can still serve it. She could. Uh, I, I would have to stand on a on a case of, of phone books, uh, but yeah, you know, come on. The, the, this, I understand they're doing these in thousands, you know, and I, and I am pretty sure we're going to talk about the other topic with Project Twenty Twenty here in a little bit. But come on, that's 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 bad. Cops has announced that this is not Tony Gwynn's pubic hair. <laughs> so if you think you're getting a Tony Gwynn pubic hair, it's not his. <laughs> So sorry to disappoint anyone out there hoping to get. Um, you know, it's funny these cards are these cards are encased in a one touch, but uh, moving forward, uh, that might not be the case. We saw some Mike Trout's; they were in snap cases, and Tops has changed the verbiage, um, saying thick trading cards encased in a protective plastic case due to shortage of of one touches. Uh, yeah, which upsets me. Someone else had one too. Oh, look at that. A Griffey with an eyelash, maybe. But, uh, you know, that upsets me because of continuality and, you know, displaying these cards because they are art. I think the word you're looking there for was continuity. Continuity, yes. And so maybe uh, I'm going to have to peel some stickers and uh, put them on my own one touches. But that's just to me is. The, the Mariano Rivera booger card has not been found just yet, <laughs> but uh, stay tuned. Did you see the guys that, the video of him making his own uh, cardboard glove? No. I have, showing, yeah. he, That's amazing. Yeah, he was showing how when he was a kid. Oh, when he was do, in the Dominican? What they would do. Yeah, he was in his yeah, house. Oh, I did see that. I thought you something more recent. Oh, yeah, no, no. And so he was, he was showing how they would cut the piece of cardboard and put his hand in. Yep. He had a baseball, and he made a glove, and I was like, the hell, man! No wonder those guys are slick fielders. Yeah, like you're playing down the Dominican, uh, you know, with with those. But no, I mean, we we first were we kind of poo pooed Project Twenty Twenty, and I think a lot of everyday, you know, I think Mike Summer even said this. A lot of everyday collectors did. They 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 poo pooed it. They are like ah, overpriced. I think we're seeing now understanding who the artists are we had blake on and seeing what's coming out um amazing artwork i mean i and i you know i've i have the brats and that's what i'm collecting but we you know blake was on last week and and hinted that hey i'm gonna have this 87 mcguire coming out probably next wednesday but i made it look like the 85 and we all know what that does all how that tickles ben's fancy Mm-hmm. And the, what he did was tremendous. Now, if you watched his live stream last night when he he revealed the card, 
he talked about he had to make a last-minute change, and he had to change the number. I know McGuire's wearing 25 in the photo with the in the, in the 87 card. He's wearing 25 in the Project 2020. Rumor has it he was wearing 41, which was his Olympic number. Mm-hmm. And Panini has the rights to the U.S. Team USA stuff now, not tops. And so that's why he might have changed it. I thought when he talked about it, he might have put 70 on the back for all the home runs he hit in 98. But, you know. Would have been a nice touch. I think 25 should have been the number in the first place just to mirror the cards, you know, a little bit better together. And I think it's gorgeous. I bought it today. The Jeter that came out, I bought the package. That Jeter came out. It's awesome. You know, we talked pre-show. We're seeing now, you know, a lot of people are buying and flipping. Um, and we're seeing higher print runs, so that's probably going to come down. But, I mean, this reminds me a lot of of, uh, of Topps Living. Yeah, you're going to see. And now I've, I've, I'm going to have probably 10 of these guys uh, on Sports Car Nation. I've actually got three interviews recorded. Um, and I wind up talking to these guys, like probably like you guys, would, when, when they come on your show, off the air quite a bit. You're going to see this artwork really tighten it up. These guys are going to hit their stride. And so I think you're starting to see that. That Jeter, like you mentioned, Tim, the McGuire, these things are really getting really good. And so like you just mentioned, I think the print runs are going to go up because people – I'm going to buy some of them. I'm not a McGuire guy, but these McGuires are so nice. I'm going to buy a couple uh, where I normally maybe wouldn't have. And I think other people are going to do the same thing. So that I think the print runs are going to go up. The, the artwork is getting tightened up. These guys are kind of – they're watching what each other's doing. I, I know they've told me that. And so mm-hmm. it's sort of a friendly competition they're getting uh, competitive. between them. Yeah. And so I they're really – not that they weren't taking it seriously before. I don't want to make it sound like that. But they're really digging their heels in now and saying, all right, what do I want to go with this? And – uh, you, you know, you're even seeing some of those, the artists in the in the series that people were sort of criticizing early on, actually doing different things now with their with their work. So yeah. stuff's going to get tightened up. Print runs are going to go higher. And, um, you know, even for me, I, like you said, and I'm, I'm not a liar. So I was one of those guys that, like you talked about, that poo-pooed this initially. And now I'm fully on board. I just wrote an article for Sports Collectors Daily. Uh, uh, about it. it this thing is really some of it's probably let's truth be told like i wrote uh pan it came at you know tops didn't plan it like this but the fact that this really came about during the pandemic when there's less releases no sports on tv and people gravitated uh towards it and it's really uh you know taking hold and I, i'm 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 in well, and yeah, like, like I quickly teased there, uh, even Uncle Rich had me pick one of these up for him today. Um, and me and Angela just tossed one in anyway, if we're, if we're already ordering one, why not? Support someone who's been on the show, and uh, we can hold it over Ben, but we have one. And that's right. Yeah, you know, and I, it, it's kind of funny to your point, John. Threaten to burn it. You know, mo- most of the guys are, are about four or five cards in now. On average, so we're ending the first quarter, right? So you're going to start making that second quarter push. Uh, you know, if we want to relate it right into sports, uh, it'd be really exciting to see how these guys get into the third quarter, and and they're going to want to all leave this all on the table going into that fourth quarter. Their final four or five are probably going to be amazing. Um, and, and and overall, I mean, I think 
once we took a step back and started to see some of the work and started to familiarize ourselves with the individual artists and what they do in their own personal artwork, we got a better understanding. And when we started realizing that, again, it's not we're not the primary consumer, uh, I, I think we could all step back and take a look at it and, and really appreciate it for what it is, even if you're not financially vested in this. So you're not buying the cards. You can at least look at it and go, you know what? That's a good looking card. And I can appreciate that. I don't collect hockey cards, but I think Upper Deck does some of the best cards in the industry across the board, even though I don't own any of their their modern day. You know, obviously, I own a lot of Upper Deck from from the Junk Wax era. Um, but as a card collector, I can look back and just go, man, these hockey cards are ridiculously awesome in a lot of cases. And I think that's how you can at least look at the Project 2020 it, 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 as an abstract expression. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, the only artist I'm really not a fan of is the Old Man Allen ones. He, do you know he's from Sacramento? Is he? Yeah. Maybe I'll go find him and we'll talk. <laughs> you know, but that's the beauty is, you, you know, I, I haven't seen a McGuire or a Henderson since those are the ones I'm personally buying and collecting that I've not liked yet. Although there's a couple of different artists, you know, reimaginations uh, that I'm not looking forward to, um, you know. But that doesn't mean I won't love it when when they choose my guy. I just don't like him when they did a Ted Williams, and I look at it and go, eh. You, you know, again, five to eight bucks each. I'd be buying a lot more of these, including today's Derek Jeter, which was awesome. Don C made the appearance last week with the the gold Frank Thomas. Um, there are a lot that I think I would add at a different price point. Um, but that's the beauty of cards. You can't collect it all. But that doesn't mean you can't appreciate anything and everything that you like. I understand. Old Man Al, to be honest, what his, what his cards look like to me like are more things that we could do or put together versus what some of the other guys are doing. And, and I understand that everybody's art's a little bit different. It's just probably the, the one that I've not been – the most excited to, to see. So, I mean, yeah. they remind me of the 53 Bowman colors cards. If you, if you're old like me, you remember them. You're probably, you know, if you look them up, look the 53 Bowman, uh, colors, uh, mm -hmm. it, it has a similar look, uh, to me, yeah. to those. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the beauty of, of art is I am not a fan of Van Gogh at all. But he's one of the most world-renowned artists, and his stuff, his originals, are, are going to sell for for millions in their museum pieces. It's not for me, right? All things being equal, if it was something that we could all afford, not not an artist that I would personally hang up on the wall. But you know, we look at it like music too, right? Not every music is designed for everybody's ears. It's just not. You know, you might be able to listen to it and say that individual is extremely talented. Uh, they've got a, a wonderful set of, set of vocal cords, but I'm not going to go seek out that music and, and, and you know, movies and, and sports and, you know, uh, it, it's just, you know, it's all subjective and there's no right or wrong answer right now with the, the last dance having ended. Everybody's talking about Jordan versus LeBron. Who's the greatest of all time. You know what? Neither. You know why? Because Kareem. Jordan was great, and, and and LeBron is great, and all these other guys, whether it's Magic and Larry and Duncan and and and, and yeah, Kareem and, and Chamberlain, and 
they were all great. Let's just appreciate them for what they are. And we don't have to have a one and a two and a three. You know who does is ESPN because they're 24 hours a day and they pay these knuckleheads. Uh, you know, we're not paid. We can just appreciate it as fans and go, you know what? The best ba- basketball player of all time to me is Tim Duncan because I am a Spurs fan. You know, and that's okay. There, there's no right or wrong answer. Yeah. I mean, it's, just, it's crazy. So, um, Tom out some R cards. So, our buddy Jeff, Gypsy Oak, had his table, uh, his kitchen table series one. And I, I ordered a set. He, he told me it got a little like, crazy. He got a lot more requests than he thought for this. But have you seen the prices for his stuff? So, his. Griffey at a one fifty. These are sold prices, thirty five bucks. Uh, Cal Ripken thirty five bucks. The complete set he sold for twenty two dollars. Sold for three hundred and seventy five dollars plus ten bucks to ship it. Five hundred dollars for the complete, uh, the black and white, at a twenty five. You know, I, I I can't like mine somehow got rerouted back to him so he has it and he's recent he resent it to me so i haven't had it in hand yet um i love his stuff brett's yeah, in oh, series yeah. series one there's rumors of a series two to finish it out um but you know i could i taught i was dm sending him messages we were dming back and forth and i go dude how crazy is this he goes right he was like i can't he's like i can't believe it and I'm like, well, maybe you left some money on the table. And he started laughing. He's like, you know, that's not what he's doing it for. So, um, you know, I, I – it's just nuts to me. And I, I love his stuff. And, you know, ben, ben and I, you know, we have personal art we've we've commissioned from him. And it's fabulous. And uh, we, I'm going to do some more. But uh, real quick, I, I did miss a question about once baseball returns um, – you guys, what do you think happens of the 2020 once baseball comes back? They're still going to sell, and they'll probably end up bringing back the set next year in some form, shape, manner, being. Um, and I know that, uh, you know, we're speculating that a lot of sales just in the hobby in general are because everyone's home and has nothing to open. But I don't see this falling the way of like a tops now where unless it's a Yankee or unless it's a major player, you're selling 67 cards. We're still going to have thousands sold. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, think- I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a, a huge drop off. What I'm, what I'm fearful is something that Steph just said. I don't want to say fearful. I don't, I'm not losing sleep over it, but what I'm hoping we don't see is what Steph said. I don't want to see a Tops twenty, a Tops Project 2021. I want to see a Tops Project 2025. I don't want this to be an every year thing because it's going to water down and and kind of diminish what we're seeing now. I, I kind of want to see this like an Olympic type thing. Every four to five years, bring out 20 new artists. Maybe some different cards, uh, and 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 do it then. But I don't want to see this every year. But that's but that's what they do best. Point of view. That's what they do best. They find something good and they beat it they into do. the ground. You're right. It's their mo. It's their and, mo. Uh, I, I I think Steph's right, and I hope he's wrong. But I think Steph's and, right. and they're going to do the same thing with uh, the first Bowman first edition. They oh, saw yeah. how well that did, 
and they're going to do that again next year, and they're going to keep doing it. First edition, Bowman Draft, first edition. Yeah, and all everything's going to be in Sapphire. I mean, they saw what Top Sapphire did, uh, you know, and then they brought out Bowman Draft, Sapphire, and and they're just going to keep beating it in and yeah. beating it yeah. in, and it's just going to start to lose its value uh, yeah. long term. They love but the bastardized their own look- product. Yeah, Tops needs to look at the situation. We're in, you know, it's pandemic times next year, and I'm hoping we're not still in any sort of pandemic time. The landscape's going to change. What you could do this year doesn't necessarily equal the same success uh, at the same time next year. You got to be smart. You know, you got to think about that. I mean, there's some smart people at Tops. I got to believe, like, get in a room and say, listen, we caught lightning in the bottle last year with Tops uh, Project 2020. It's a, a huge success, a big hit. I know we all kind of want to do this again this year. Let's wait a few years and then roll it back out. We got plenty of other products that are, are every year products. Let's not, you know, ruin this. They have beat a dead horse. That's the perfect <laughs> graphic. You know, and, you, you, even if you did something like, you know, we, we, we wait every four years for the Summer Olympics and every four years for the Winter Olympics, but because they're they're offset one another, right? It's every two years we get the, the Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. So what if you just skipped a year and, and said, hey, we're going to take this this off on 2021, but 2022, we're going to roll it out again. And it gives us something to look forward to. We're, we're taking a yeah. year off, but in 2024, we know year three is coming out again. And we're going to be really excited to see what artists, are they bringing artists back? Are they going to go with a brand new group of how many ever they choose? Um, but that's just not their their mo. They 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 like us. John and I were kind of talking over one another. They bastardize everything that they do because it's a cash cow. Yeah. You know? Well, and and speaking of which, you know, I, they brought Tops Total out back last year, and I think they it was it was decent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they brought it back out this year, and I don't I don't think that the same fanfare as they had previously, which which is helpful because that means again, then the lower the print numbers, the better that is long term. But did you guys see this airs overload? So so Ryan Cracknell had an article on this. Well, what can I say? Gary Sanchez card. Because that's what it says. Um, yep. I have to have Steph pull it up. You guys, if you guys are listening to the podcast, you need to, to check this out. Um, because it's uh, it's crazy. So here's the card. It says Gary Sanchez, rookie, uh, LA Dodgers. And uh, so it's not, first of all, Gary Sanchez is not a Dodger, nor is he a rookie. And nor is he the guy in the photograph, or has he ever played with the team? It's a it's a player of the Pittsburgh Pirates, um, so it's not him. And it's actually the the parallels uh, are just fine. So the parallels of Gary Sanchez Yankees and have him in his catcher's gear. Well, another version of this card came out, and <laughs> it says Francisco Cervelli with the same guy pictured rookie card logo and the Dodgers logo. Well, Cervelli is neither a rookie or a Dodger. He's not on the Pirates anymore, and uh, but his parallels are just fine. It shows him batting with the Miami Marlins. The player in the photo is actually uh, goes back to Wave One, and it's actually Cervelli's former teammate Joe Musgrave Grove of the Pirates, and one of our buddies um, uh, at or uh, you know um, once a, once a Cub uh, on Twitter is the one that uh, kind of broke the news on it all uh, and shared it. But it's, uh, yeah, like, ha- what? Like, 
Well, so, and, and even then on top of it, he kind of teased uh, Tops in that currently they've been doing kind of like a uh, spot the difference type game going on. Um, and he threw all three of them together and said, hey, spot the difference. I'm trying to pull that up here. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Like, how, how do you mess up that bad? Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. That was done on yeah. a Friday. Like yeah. somebody was <laughs> that on a Looks Friday. good. Let's head to the bar across the street. Everyone close the lights. Let's get out of here. Have you seen what these are selling for in the secondary? Matt, Matt shot me, you know, Tops Living Stag shoots me a, a DM. He's like, dude, these are selling for, at the time, like 180 bucks. You know, at auction. I'm just like, you better list yours right now if you have one. Because that's just awesome. I mean, these are fun. I love this. Whether they did it on purpose or not, who cares? These are cool. God, yeah, also, they're, you know, uh, let me preface it by saying this. These are cool because it has nothing to do with the Oakland A's, and I don't have to financially buy one. Well, at least <laughs> it's not, yeah, at least it's not um, Matt It's not Matt Chapman being replaced by one of his teammates on Diamond Kings. Trevor Plouffe and Drew Butera. <laughs> Two years in a row. I hate that. Yeah, so that was that was crazy. Um, we saw the one of the first 2020 Allen Ginter celebs that will be have autographs and products. Uh, this tweet came out uh, last year. I emptied my life savings and drove 20,000 miles across uh, the uh, across flag of the United States. Uh, across, I'm sorry, across the United States, learning about Americans and life on the road. My refuge was the ballpark, a communal space where differences were put aside and joyful experiences shared. I also grew a huge mustache, which is now on a baseball card. So the uh, baseball Brit is so going to have his cards that are in the Project 2020 hairs. Yes. Uh, he's going to have autographs in Allen and Ginter. And he said that they told him to have a unique autograph. So he actually changed his autograph for just this thing. And I think it says. It says B Brit. B Brit, yep. On there, which he's like, I'm only going to use this autograph for this release, which I think is very cool, uh, very unique. I think I followed his story. I mean, he was all over the place. Uh, it's pretty awesome that a normal guy does something on his own and he got some pub for it. And uh, then he gets his an Allen and Ginter card. And that's what Allen and Ginter is for. And that's why I love it so much. Mm -hmm. At full disclosure, they did not reach out to the about the cards guys or probably the sport nation uh, sports card nation guy. Uh, the four of us were not contacted to be a part of this set. Unfortunately. Um, how, how do you know? <laughs> Unless you're holding DMs back, brother. Tim. Um, I had a non-disclosure agreement I've signed. Um, <laughs> after he's, last year's Q&A. He's David Lee Roth. He's breaking up Van Halen and going. <laughs> yeah, after the Q and A last year when I stole a Pete Alonzo, um, I don't think I'm going to be. Uh... For, for me, they're like, well, you have to be blocked by less than a hundred people on Twitter, and <laughs> I have a seven and five and uh, five eighth uh, head size, so they're like, it won't fit on the cards. So hey, me too. Out. Yeah. There you go. John, do you, John, that picture you sent. John sends a picture earlier about what he looks like. Uh, on, on Twitter promoting this show tonight. And I, I looked at it for a minute. And I'm like, if the four of us were thrown into an incubator and they created a child based on our our facial features, this this picture, no offense to the guy. Um, I guess he's like a, a real guy because uh, Rich Klein commented his name. I didn't know who he was. I just stole the uh, picture. 
Of course, Uncle Rich knows who it was. It, it literally looks <laughs> like a, a face morph of. If you're familiar with The Office, when they when they draw a picture of the uh, the salesman to 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 steal commissions, Lloyd Lloyd Grossman. I, I, yeah, and it's a combination of of Stanley and and Phyllis and Dwight and Jim. <laughs> But whose hair is that? Steph's hair, no, maybe? No, no, we're wearing we're wearing a wig to oh, disguise okay. our. I mean, is that not the four of us? Come on. <laughs> uh, I feel uh, bad, man. That's a picture you just chuckle at, man. It, it the sad thing guy. is that's a real per. You know, hey. Um, <laughs> I so feel guys, bad. By the way, guys, if you haven't purchased your Mark McGuire uh, Project Twenty Twenty. I, I might do so. Yeah. Even yeah. even even if even if you're not a fan or you're not sure that's the one you should buy. Just also do do you know if you ever wanted to, to take a piece of advice I give that that might be the one I would take right now. So I'm just I'm just gonna put it out there. And, and our good buddy Twins Jake, if if you're comfortable buying uh, not from Tops, if you want to buy on the secondary, Twins Jake's got a really good deal where if you stack three or more. Um, you can buy them for as little as sixteen dollars shipped. Um, Twins Jake is a great guy. You know he, he's um, all all in on on twenty twenty as well as uh, some of the other on demand products. Yeah, a lot um, of the on demand stuff. He's he's yeah hoarding. Yeah, you, you can get a lot of good stuff. Turn back the clock. I know he's doing quite a few. Um, but uh, my dad and I have been buying our the last three through him because he's given us sixteen yeah. bucks a pop. So he does a good, check he him out a good on Twitter. So yeah. we talked earlier about Bowman first edition. Um, sure. Real quick, I want to talk about the autos again. So, Steph, you can share the picture. This cannot be acceptable. I tweeted this out like three or four, like three, like two or three days in a row, asking tops, and and they've not said boo shit who to anybody about what the hell is going on. Boy, and I'm frustrated. I didn't buy any of this, and I'm not going to buy like any of the autographs. But legitimately. A majority of the autographs we that have we've seen, and when I say we, I mean collectors, have been smeared, just destroyed. And my question is: so a couple of things have popped up. Either they inserted, we've talked about this before, I'm going to keep bringing this up. Either they've inserted the the autos that fit, like the the rejected autographs from regular Bowman, or what happened is when they stamped them with the first edition after they were autographed. They were smeared in that process. Or maybe they just rushed it because the two that I got are perfect. Yeah. And and my yeah, thing I, is I think I think it's the first scenario, Tim. I think these are rejects and they're like, you know what? We'll Let's just care. throw them into Bowman first. And uh people just be happy to get a an autograph right now, you know, and I'm going with that one. I'm just I I'm so frustrated. I don't it can't be, you know, people are just going to take it and accept it because it is what it is. But if I spent the money to, to that some of these people are spending and I got an autograph and this is what it looked like, I would, I would be so angry. It's, it's ridiculous at this time of age when like we have, they have quality control and like what is going on to make, let that be an acceptable practice. And it's not like a one-off here and there, guys. It, it's a majority of the autographs. I think somebody shared one Jason Dominguez that wasn't messed up, uh, that was in there, and it was like a bazillion dollars. So, you know, um, the bad QC week at Tops apparently. 
And then, so we talk about the Dominguez. Um, this came as a, as a tweet. And by the way, is that just not the worst Photoshop picture you've ever seen? Uh, he looks like the uh, Gazoo from the Flintstones. Right? It looks like it's worse almost than the Greg Mitten, what was that, 78 tops? Yeah. The Giants where he's all messed up. So this comes from at Matt Saltzman. Um, on, 519, or five, on May, May 19th, um, the J and the Jason Dominguez paper it issued now drop below a hundred. How low will it get? The highest price he saw was on May fourth for three hundred dollars. Fifteen days later, it's below a hundred bucks. Did he slump off field? So what uh -huh. you're saying is, I need to get my non-first edition out the door yesterday. Yeah, I mean, first of all, three hundred was a dumb price because it's a paper card. But it's a first edition paper card. But nobody collects the Bowman paper. Two guys did. Well, <laughs> well, you know what I mean. There's people that collect it. Don't get me wrong. When it's I say making, that, it's making, it's it's more, it's more so now than ever before. Though it's kind of making, I want to say a comeback, but it's it's a little no, more I, purchased than traditionally. No, I, I collect, I collect the paper Bowman base set, but I also collect the Chrome. But people. Want the yeah. Chrome cards or want the autograph cards? The 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 papers and afterthought. Yeah. If you've ever watched the break, they just go paper, paper, paper. Okay, all right, here we go. Here's the Chrome, the color, yeah. the autos. Um, you know, I just it, it, to it, me it's nuts. I I hope for to God that these guys that sold these at three hundred don't get chargebacks. Uh, for people saying, oh yeah, the car I can get the card for ninety five and go buy three of them now and have fifteen <laughs> bucks to go to get a sandwich or two. I don't think if you're paying three hundred dollars plus four dollars shipping on this card, I don't think you're collecting this. I really, you know, yeah, people collect base sets, paper sets. It's cool, you know, but I don't think three hundred dollars is a I'm collecting this price point. Maybe that's just me. So you're saying that they're investing in that? Uh, that's a that's a tough word to use. Um, I, I would invest in mosaic. You know. Um, <laughs> Chris, I think you're the only person that collects sets anymore. Well, you hey, and me. No, I collect sets. I'm a big set guy. No, and, and Chris, I say that to, to help all the news. I get it. I don't like I don't like the word Bowman paper either, but you know, there's two different versions of Bowman Chrome, and you know, it gets there. Um speaking of which, so David Adams and Brenton Becca had some some news here this week um, on regarding Bowman. So David Adams sent out this note uh, this week saying It'll pull up here for me. Uh, please yep. be advised uh, that notifications were sent out from Tops this morning indicating that 2020 Bowman ships shipments would be delayed. Pre-order fulfillment delays are expected to occur, and it's very unlikely that this product will be shipped so customers will receive their orders in time for the previously stated live release date of May 22nd. We understand that Bowman is one of the most anticipated products of the year, and this announcement is disappointing. It has been indicated to us that Tops is doing all they can to get Bowman out as quickly and efficiently as possible. Blowout cards Oh, I'm sorry, this came from Blow. I'm sorry. Blowout will do our best to keep everyone informed uh, as it's made available sincerely. Blowout card. Sorry, I said it was DA. I apologize. Um, Brent and Becca came out to say a 2020 Bowman update. For me, for the first time, I was told my order was cut. Then my order, then told my price percent went up. Today was told by Tops that only 25%. Of uh, Bowman uh, was ready, so they shipped. They were shipped out only what's ready at this time, and that many, including me, won't be getting it on uh, getting it on release. 
Um, I know Dan and Doug today on Mojo said that they're they have what they they they're covered for their breaks this week, uh, and I think through the weekend maybe to do a few extra. But after that, you know, they're still delayed. They didn't get cut, but they uh, their distributors did not get everything that was expected. Well, and I think the issue is that, um, in part anyway, is that uh, Panini and Tops use different printers. Now they're only a few uh, a few tens of miles away. However, one's in Dallas County and one's in not Plano County. What's the uh, the county just north of that? Um, and each county has their own rules as far as when people can work and when people have to stay at home with everything going on right now. And unfortunately, Tops's company of choice is on the had to wait later. Well, and we talked about this last week, the slots and the printing and the days. And we and I told like yesterday that, um, you know, I had some information that Bowman lost like a full day of printing. And I'm not sure if they got added back in so they can continue to, to, to make their product. But that uh, one county. Yeah, that was the that was the case. And so, you know, it is what it is. And the fact is, if you're not going to ship it all out, that's that's fine. And, and you ship it all out at once. Um, it's just going to delay the product. But again, it's like when you get a birthday, you know, your birthday is one day, but your aunt and uncle live in a different state. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like maybe your parents, like, you know, you had to delay your birthday because of uh, the weather. So then your birthday gets delayed again with your friends. So you get, you get birthday cards or presents every couple of days. It just spreads it out a lot farther. So you're more able to enjoy it more. And it's, I feel like we have these things where it's like Bowman comes out on third Wednesday. Right. And by, by next w- Tuesday, we've forgotten about it. And we're on to the next thing. And we're just always on to the next thing within five, six days of the cycle. It's like, can we take a time out? We, we anticipated, we waited for this for so long. Can't we take a moment and enjoy it? I think that that is what's missing. It's always this next thing. And, and I think a lot of people in this hobby are, are in that spot where it's like, what's the newest next thing? I'm onto it. This is old news. I don't care. And it's like, you're missing the point. You're missing the enjoyment and joy of what this is supposed to be supposed to be right you know um it to me and then and that's what's that's what's sad to me you know and um i think phil hughes said you know he understands the the price points and the things like that it's pricing people out but he's like i much rather be in a, in a hobby that's healthy and has new blood and people want to be involved and want to buy you know buy in and that kind of stuff and i'm all for that um i you know i i and we, we're we're in this spot but i think long term the, the 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 people that are in this before and the people that will be here after um you know we'll, we're going to make it through we just have to wade through all the extra the other people that have hopped in at this point and see where it is and um you know it's nice to have a boom because it's allowing us to you know maybe sell some sell things we were sitting on <laughs> you know and and go buy stuff that we really want and and focus there um so speaking of like of buying and selling cards. There's a little uh, LCS etiquette. So there, there was a tweet that came out uh, this week from, and I didn't write down the name, dang it. Um, e, uh, Era Collectibles. And, and the tweet said, found a Peyton Manning raw, thanks Steph, uh, raw tops Chrome rookie for $40 at my LCS. Told the owner I'd take it, but wanted to keep looking. And I went to pay for the card. He said it wasn't up for sale anymore because it's worth, worth way more. Um, it, and it is bad etiquette on his part or fair. 
And um, he, he followed up saying, I had a feeling this uh, would be a divisive topic to be clear. Um, I didn't, one, I didn't go there with the intent to pull one over on the shop owner, just went to browse cool cards too. I, I was fine with him not selling the card for $40. What bothers me is he's saying it wasn't for sale at all. And then putting other cards, I was looking, uh, pulling other cards I was looking at saying those weren't for sale either. I'd prefer he yeah. opened the door to negotiate a new price. Three wasn't going to flip nope. the card. I would have been for PC was stating it could sell for 200. He was stating it could sell for 200. So can I answer this? Go hop in, John. This I had a card store for four years, brick and mortar. So this this is right up my alley, so to speak. And I, I'm reading this. I I didn't see this before. I'm seeing it now. Here's the thing: if you put a card in a box, whether it be a monster box, a shoe box, if that card's in the showcase and it's priced, and someone finds it or says I'm taking that, you got to sell it. You have to sell it. That's bad business to me. Uh, to to not honor that. Now, if this, you close the store, you know, 7 o'clock, you close the store, you lock the store, you're inside it, and you go look through the boxes and find stuff and pull it out, reprice it, that's different. But if you're open for business and someone says, hey, I, I'm purchasing this, it's, you know, I do shows still. There's stuff in my boxes that I miss because the guy gets hot and I priced it, you know, six months ago when it wasn't hot. And it's, you know, it's priced at three bucks, and now the card's 20, 30 bucks. Good fine for them. You know, it's, it is what it is. That's, you know, bad job by me, not, you know, on the Thursday or Friday before that show, just kind of flipping through the box and rechecking stuff. So yeah. I'm with the buyer here. I, and I'm, listen, I'm a car store guy, but, you know, if it's priced and someone picks it out, that's you got to honor that. Well, and, and I agree, and I have a similar story. So Ben, I, ben was at this card show with me. We were setting up uh, the tables, and I and I was done, so I started walking around the other vendors, and there were, there were other buyers in there, but it was still pre-hours. Um, but everybody knows locally, like, hey, by 8 o'clock, you can come in and start buying and wheeling and dealing. I went by another dealer that's always set up, that's one of the guys that runs the, the show, it helps set everything up and, and that kind of thing. And he had a Vlad Guerrero update gold. And uh, so it was, you know, numbered out of two ninety nine, and it was priced for $10. And it was with one of the price guns. So sometimes, you know, those don't print out all the way. And I said, hey, you know, is this $10 or is this $100? And he said, no, it's it's $10. And I go, you're sure it's $10? He goes, yeah, 10 bucks. And so I said, okay, well, here's here's $10. Thank you. And I bought the card. You know, and I told people about that. And other people said, well, no, you should have said it was worth more than than that. And, you know, I gave him multiple opportunities to, to, to change the – to look it up. And I even said, does this mean $100, not 10 And he's like, no. Um, and I'm not going to sell the card. I, I put the card away. It's with all the other Vlad rookies I have. Um, I agree. If, if you don't have – Things, if you're not looking for cards you might have in your showcase and updating your prices, that's bad on you. Um, the you know, so that was strike one. Strike two is where you don't try to renegotiate, saying, "Okay, I had it at forty; it's going for the neighborhood of two hundred. Let's meet in the middle and say like one twenty, right?" Even that, even giving him an option to buy the card, but not letting him buy the card, and then you find other deals, and he's not letting you buy those cards at all. That is just that's that's that, awful. That's that to me speaks volumes. I don't know this store owner, but I know this store owner. That's that speaks volumes of 
yeah. what kind this of business way, This is the way, the way in the boxes. Have. Right. Yeah. Quite, quite a few years ago, I think it was 2016, maybe it was, um, I stopped at, at a local card show called H&R Cards, um, which is the home of the uh, the Otani Superfractor. And uh guy had a box of Heritage, and I, I said, hey, can I can I buy a couple packs? He goes, no, this is my my personal box. And I'm like, all right, hey, whatever. And, he get, you know, we're talking a little bit more, and I was like, yeah, I'm just looking to buy a couple packs. And so I'm getting ready to leave, and he's like, all right, you can buy a couple packs. So I buy a couple packs out of here. Well, it happened to be the, the hot box with the purple refractors. And and I opened up a couple, and, and, and at this point, he was willing to sell me the entire box at, at, before he realized it was a hot box. And then he pulls it back. And I'm like, let me buy a couple more. I'll split the box with you. And he's like, no, it's not for sale anymore. I'm like, but a second ago, it was. And, and so I, I, I've never been back in that store. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine going into a store like, I mean, you know, we, we went into Toys R Us years ago to buy a, a, a swing, and it was in the wrong spot. Uh, and Toys R Us had to honor it, right? I mean, I mean, businesses sometimes make mistakes. You do the right thing. It, you know, yeah, the first egregious thing is it's mismarked, and then he pulled it back and said, hey, it's not for sale at that price. But even more so, not to at least say, hey, let's – Let's split the difference. If it's a forty dollar card listed and, and it's a really a hundred dollar card, and I had it mismarked, let let's would you take set? You know, would you buy it for seventy? You know, let the guy come back and say, "Nah, I, I'm okay." Yeah. Okay, well at that point you've at least tried to to make up for well, it. I, but at the same I time, I think you, you did you, the right thing where you said, "I'll, I'll listen. Let me buy half the packs, and you will split it." You know what I mean? That's what I would have did as a store owner. I'm surprised <laughs> he had the money to buy the box. Not you, the guy, the guy at the shop, because yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, so man. Walk, that store is a mess. It's it, well. Last time I went in there, yeah. comic books everywhere, Beanie Babies everywhere. It, the, the it, most, it, it's in a good spot. It could do phenomenal business. It, yeah, it's right off the freeway, right in the heart of of downtown Midtown. I mean, yeah, it could do very well. Um, it's sad. Yeah, that guy's a knucklehead. Nice enough guy to talk. He's to, super but. nice. But just yeah, and then, you know the thing is, is like I remember going in, um, in the in the mid '90s when the when like the first autographs were coming out in jersey cards, that you could they before they put in the the dummies, you could definitely see that. And we had a, a card the card store I went to Coach's Corner, run by a great guy Mel Fogelman. His name was Cowboy. He was awesome. And uh, when all when when he would open those and he would have. You know, you could definitely see the thick pack in there. He would mix up the packs, and then he would keep that box behind the counter, and he would ask the guy, okay, you know, it's, you know, you're two across, two down, and then there's, you know, whatever. You tell me the number you want, and he'd pull those packs out for you. Uh, and, he, and he said he had a, a thing on there. There's jersey and autograph cards in the packs. You can tell which packs have them. And then later on, I mean, that didn't last too long. But, you know, it's one of those things that – um just it's bad man and especially now like card card stores man i would be bending over backwards for business mm -hmm. and saying hey listen i gave you this great deal so i need to see you back in here again all right you know like let this let us be your home right. away from home right come and see us and you know i've done that at rlcs you know ben we've been to teammates before and just found some killer deals um ronald Acuna update rookie cards for two dollars yeah, stack oh. of them that stack 
were you, were you in there when I I was going through buying a bunch of seventy nines and seventy eight singles to complete my sets, and, and I I had a good stack, maybe a hundred cards, and they were priced at whatever you know fifty cents each, twenty five cents each, and the the shop owner Greg looks at me because I'm not counting those, and I'm like <laughs> I'm not counting them, and he's like how much do you think that they're worth? And I'm like five bucks, and he goes you give me five bucks, and I'm sure if you did it based off of his math card for card it was probably like twelve dollars right but he sold it for five bucks because he doesn't care right. you know he, he that's not where he's making his money you, no, you know and, and, and stuff yeah yeah it's it's one of those things where a, a good a good business owner is looking to make a deal right mm -hmm. to do hey, what this reminds me the last show i did before the pandemic um I had a football box, and there was a Pat Mahomes in there that was about fifty bucks, but I priced it at five. And a, a kid pulled it out, you know, handed it to me with five dollars. I said, "Nice find, dude." I sold it. That, that's my price. Good job you know by what? him. That's what you I told him. Kids Good job by back. you. They're gonna be yeah. back. By the way, yeah. guys, I want to tell you, I'm rich. <laughs> I have top loaders. These are going. So normally. Two bucks, two fifty all day long, right? They're going for like five to six, seven bucks <laughs> because of the pandemic and not being able to get in. Um, I'm not going to take advantage of people. I don't have. I have some. I'm not selling right now. Uh, one because I need them for some projects I'm working on here. But um, I can't believe that and uh, what's going on. So if you need supplies, maybe just hold on. I know Cracknell put an article out today. Uh, about pricing and so just just be careful and don't overpay for for supplies that are going to be readily available in the next team few... semi rigids team semi rigids and that was john newman on uh, about the cards he's been kicked off and banned for talking about <laughs> semi ridges um <laughs> now everybody has their own thing right uh, yeah when i was a kid i loved the semi ridges it just Whenever I take cards in and out, if I move them, I always cut my hands really bad. And so I'm like, really? yeah. What like right here. Got sharp got, semi. You got, got like got the, some, the... I have very sensitive skin. I moisturize and I wear the gloves. I follow Bernie Mac from uh, Ocean's Eleven. Very, you know. So. Um, you got some dangerous semi rigids like yeah. uh, near neck of the woods. Uh, so The Athletic put out an article this week, and not everybody can afford or has a subscription to The Athletic, but I think they're offering a lot of it for free right now. Um, and one of our boys, Nick Vosbrink, was selected to be on the panel with like Keith Olbermann, Phil Hughes, and a handful of others, uh, the top uh, the 25 most iconic sports cards of all time. Um, and so we're just going to go through and hit a couple of them. Um, that I thought were interesting, um, you know, and, and go and check out the article uh, on The Athletic. And if you just top in, uh, you know, 25 most iconic sports cards of all time, it should pop for you. Um, but, uh, of course, uh, number 20 was the Topps uh, Basketball Larry Magic and Julius Irving card, mm -hmm. 1980. Um, Roberto Clemente comes in here, the 55 Topps. We have a Cracker Jack, uh, 1914 Cracker Jack Shoeless Joe. Uh, Willie Mays is on here. And new, he's got cards 18 and 14. Uh, he's got a couple. Mantle uh, is on here. He's got two in the top five. He's got number two. My Jackie is, Robinson Leaf rookie better be on that list. It I, is not. It isn't. No. Uh, uh, 
get out of here. Yeah, he uh, he does have his uh, it's 50, a travesty. His uh, fifty-two tops does break the top ten at number six. The uh, most easy, the the easiestly collected card on this is number seven, the eighty-nine Griffey. Uh, Jordan just came in at four. He couldn't beat out uh, the others, but Mantle has uh, two in the top five, and obviously Honus was was number one. But check it out; it's a pretty good article. Did you? I, I I'm not a big fan of this list in general, and maybe it's because I think that pre-war cards and cards after the pre-war there should be like uh, two separate lists. Yeah. To, to me, because they're totally different. It's a completely different animal. Uh, even comparing like a 52 Mantle, uh, or I'm sorry, the, like, a, like a 52 Jackie Robinson to a to an 11 Mike Trout is a different world, but it's still closer than the, the pre-war stuff. So I don't know what you guys think about that. but um, was, Trout, was the Trout on that list? It was not. There was not. Yeah, the newest card on there was the '89. Uh, it was the '89 Griffey, and then even before then, I think the next was in the '60s. Oh uh, well, no, it was the '80, the '80 basketball with Larry Magic and sure. Irving, and then the '79 um, Opeachy Wayne Gretzky, '68, '65, and this yeah. goes back. With, with a, a set like this, or you know, a, a collection of of top anything right we were just talking about this a little bit ago if we were all asked to, to select our top five basketball players of all time <laughs> you know our our age is going to be influenced our region is going to be be there's so many variables um that, that it makes it impossible you know if i'm making my list of the top 25 cards of all time it's going to be heavily influenced by baseball cards because that's what i personally collect I'm not going to put any hockey cards on there, even a Gretzky, because it's not that that's not influential to me. Even if you're trying to look at this objectively, right? You know, the, the Jordan probably gets on my list because that's really the only one that I identify with outside of baseball. You know, football. You know, you know Brady and Manning, uh, the Peyton rookie, the 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 OJ rookie. It's like, come on. There, I, I'm going I'm to come up with 50 baseball cards in the top 25 before I'm going to come up with any football cards that are going to knock any of those baseball ones off. And, and, and it's so, so, so individualistic. Yeah. Well, and, and, and it's a good what, smattering of yeah. people. I mean, Jordan, real quick, Zachary, yeah, the Jordan Fleer came in number four. So it was an 86 Fleer. Um, yeah, it, it's just. It's how we were influenced. I mean, I was listening to, to Tiki and Tierney this afternoon, and, and they were talking about what Paul Pierce had said. Um, you know, he, he did his top five basketball players of all time, and he was emphatic. LeBron is not a top five player of all time. You know, he, he's like, it's it's Magic, and it's Bird, and it's Jordan, and, and it's Duncan, and it's, you know, I can go seven, eight guys before I get to LeBron. He's not a top five player. And and. and the point that Tiki and Tierney had made after the fact was it's very difficult for us to assess Babe Ruth because none of us are alive. We never saw him live and so on and so forth. I was. Yeah. <laughs> you got a little bit more gray in your beard there than I do. <laughs> um, but, uh, again, we we can't afford the Wagner. It's iconic because we all grew up with it. 
but these lists are so it's, it's a fun read. Don't get me wrong. If you have an opportunity to, to read it, uh, sign up for the free trial. If, if the athletic is still offering it, cause they've got some really other fun stuff on there right now about memorabilia. It's an article where I think they're all given $50 to spend on eBay to buy cards or memorabilia. And then they did an article on what they all, all the different writers would have bought with that 50 bucks. It's just, there's no right or wrong when you're doing this because how, how can you say Jordan's not one? They selected him as four. Maybe we put him at 10 or 15 or we leave him off the list altogether, right? Yeah, no, I just, um, you know, it, it was an interesting list. Give it a read and, and take a look at it and see. I mean, I, if all those cards came, you know, were in my collection, I'd be, I'd be super happy. You know, we did this too. We did iconic cards for all the teams and we've done all this stuff in the past. So check out our previous episodes and um, we might have a little highlight a little bit of that next week. Uh, so I don't know how many of you guys are familiar. And, and today was the first day in my life I ever heard of what, what the hell a, a cook group is uh, at Bowman 1951 on Twitter. Now there's going to be a lot. I'm going to, I'm going to speak a lot here. I know that, that Ben spent some time into this. So I'm going to let him talk a little bit more about this. Um, but uh, cook groups need to be wiped out of the hobby, exposed for the garbage they are. I highly recommend everyone read the, the incredible information just shared on um, Blowout Now. It will open your eyes wide as uh, to what is currently going on. So from the Blowout Forum thread, it occurred to me that uh, in my discussion on Project 2020, a lot of people inside the hobby are unaware of cook groups and Discord chats. Uh, cook groups are actually buyers, clubs, yes, Sarcastic remark, but no such thing exists. Okay, got that out of the way. They have recently been popping up all over Twitter and IG, usually with one tout who gives out investment advice. They create a private Discord group. Basic, uh, Discord is basically a group chat with sub uh, forums, discussions, and they charge members $30 to $100 a month to join the group. Generally speaking, most of the people in these groups have no background sports cards and couldn't tell you the difference between a PSA, a BGS case. The crowd is younger, 11 to 20 years old, and a lot of them a lot of them that do not have actual disposable income. They often are very leveraged in debt or rely on their self-made pyramid scheme to make money by flipping items. The tout will pull up, put up an investment of the day, a top pick, an ace pick, something along those lines, and everyone sees that card and buys it with reckless abandon. Uh, this sort of, of self-fulfilling prophecy as the tout will post a card, the tar um, the tar the target price for the card, and they link to eBay for everyone to buy. Everyone buys up the supply on eBay at that point, and they all cheer that the cards were increased in value. A week later, when everybody gets their cards in hand, a few things can happen. One, the cards have all been bought on eBay, and they relist them at higher prices and hope someone else sees the run up and purchases the same card at a higher price. Two. They try to resell them back in, into the group since everyone now is investing in that card. Three, there's enough supply on eBay that they can't keep buying every copy of a specific card. Remember, a lot of these are kids and credit card warriors, and they begin uh, to come back down to pre-hype levels. Four, the cards stop appreciating. They can't sell them in the chat in the group to their peers, so they file chargebacks about false damage cards getting lost in the mail, etc. Five, they dump the cards for a loss if they can't quick flip the card generally about two to three weeks for all those who aren't familiar with this this is how bubbles form and they eventually pop the proof is below that doubters will inevitably be asked for 
Uh, these are all screenshots from one of the biggest and most popular Discord groups that my friend is in. He had to wait on Twitter for a spot to open up and pay $70 a month to be in the group. If you notice, there was a recent run-up on Josh Vita's Mariano Rivera Project 2020 card last night. There's no coincidence that the card was touted in at least three groups, and here's a screenshot of one of them. And so if you look, um, uh, Steph has it on the screen here, and they're they're touting to you know the the player player average where to buy the card what price to pay for the card um and that kind of thing uh this is nuts and a lot of talk was this is how prism silvers got their hype um back in 14 15 16 there were some of these group guys a group of buyers that got together and started to buy up prism silvers wherever they could find them and it drove up some of the prices of those things. They saw people were selling and, the, and their trends were there. And they've kind of stayed where they are as they go with players. And it's now become kind of like a real collectible card. But what's happening here is they're targeting, say, the Maguire, 87 Maguires, right? And this was all day long a dollar, $2 card, maybe at the best, right? Now uh, people cheaper, are cheaper than that in general. Yeah. Yeah. And now people are paying five, six, eight times that price. For the card graded cards are, are going for crazy amounts because people said buy these up these are you know now that tops 85 graded is a 300 card where it was you know 20 bucks all day long um so have you guys heard of this before today yeah I mean, we're in this hobby it. like we're living this daily we have shows i've never i've never heard it called cook groups tim i've just heard it called you know pump and dump market manipulation i've never heard the term cook group that's what threw me off but yeah, yeah this this is this is really not new I, i'm not going to mention names but there's one of these companies i'll use companies in air quotes <laughs> that was doing this saying hey this is the card of the day invest in this and it was a card they had already purchased a lot of and they were they mm -hmm. were using their mother's ebay account this is a true story I could mention their name, but it's not my show. I have on go, my go ahead, show. mention it. Slab stocks, okay? They're famous for doing this. The guy, so that it's two guys, and they put all these cards on their mother's eBay account so they wouldn't get discovered, which they did anyway. And so they had to come out with a video apology. We're sorry. They charge people for you know buy this for for card advice and. And like CRT said, I saw in the in the, the chat, why are we why is anyone paying someone 20, 30, or in this case, 70 bucks for them to tell you what to buy? Like make your own decisions. It isn't that it isn't rocket science here. This is crazy. Well, so before Ben goes off. Uh, because we, we all know what's coming and we're it's it's, it's kind of the highlight and the finale of the show. Uh, as this is one of those <laughs> topics, but so a uh, quick hit here, um, and maybe the origin of the phrase. Um, it seems like there's one cook who's professing take this at this price, and there's a whole bunch of idiots in the pot and pan getting burned alive. Mm -hmm. Because hey, uh, and it kind of burns me because 2018 top scrum update. Love the product, buy it when I can find it, if I can find it. This is the one card that I'm missing between 18 and 19. 
for the master set. I have all of the inserts. I have all of the base. I am missing this single card. And to know that I've been bidding up against a bunch of idiots, picking it up, and then trying to quick flip it to get their money back. Yeah, well, now it's understandable why I haven't been able to find it yeah. for a decent price. And, and you will eventually. Just got to wait out the the wave. That's all. Even if it takes two or three years, right? This reminds me of a goof troop. Remember the goof troop in the '90s, the cartoon? Yeah. There was yeah. a guy in the one of the guys in the city where Goofy lived that was buying up um, a Joe Blow common card that was ten cents all day, and he was buying them for everybody in the town. But he's paying a dollar for the card, yep. right? He bought all the cards in town. He piled them up and he lit them on fire, and he only kept one. And all the others were gone. And so he had the only one in existence. This reminds me a lot of that. Ben, I'm going to let you have the floor. It just came to my mind. I did not want to forget Goof mentioning the Goof Troop here tonight on the show. Well, but uh, I'll try to keep it quick. Um, you know, you, you referenced the 87 Maguire, which I, I buy at an average of 60 cents to 75 cents. I've bought 600 of them. So I'm pretty familiar with this particular market. And now they're selling for dollars, multiple dollars. Why would I buy more at that price, right? Buck and a quarter, buck 50, I could see that. But not $5, not not $10. And again, I, I got called out because I pe people mi missed the narrative I was trying to say on Saturday night when I said that the Maguire 85 is not a $300 card, even graded at a high grade. It's just not. Why? Because we have multiple years of a very static and stagnant market. And then all of a sudden, overnight, just because of a documentary, it's not just because of a documentary. People are out there, as John said, manipulating the market. That's exactly what it is. I'm sitting at the top of the pyramid, and I'm telling John, hey, give me 50 bucks. I've got some, some insight. John gives me 50 bucks, and I say, listen, buy 85 Meguiar's. You're gonna, you're not gonna be sorry. Buy him, and then, and then, and then John starts making a little bit of money because other people are starting to see the spike. And then we go over to Tim and Steph, and we're like, "Hey, listen, eighty-five Maguires. But first off, you got to give me your fifty bucks. And before you know it, you have tens or dozens or hundreds of people. If the guy at the top's not really all he's doing is sitting out a uh, spitting out a name, right? Pyramid he's probably team. not even really e either." He's not investing his his money into this this flipping and 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 you know this pump and dump, or he has already gobbled up hundreds of these at, at a lower price, right? I'll use myself as an example. I've got six hundred of these suckers. If I'm at the top of the pyramid, now would be a great time for me to get everybody on the eighty-seven McGuire bandwagon, get this to go from a fifty-cent card to a ten-dollar card, and a four hundred-dollar binder becomes a seven thousand-dollar binder overnight. If that's not blatant market manipulation, the reason it's it's not is because the, the, this this industry is not regulated. There's no SEC over there. If you took this to the stock market, each and every one of those guys, if they were caught, are going to prison until they start ratting on each other and, and making deals with the DA. But yeah, this is highly illegal in regulated markets. But the trading card isn't. You know, it's a wild wild west, and now we're starting to see proof of it. Which makes sense. Yeah, Here's something I said on my show. If you're paying someone, I don't care if you're paying someone two bucks for card advice, you probably shouldn't be buying cards. If you're paying anyone any dollar amount for them right. to tell you what to buy, 
Keep your money in your bank account. Keep your money in your wallet. You're not ready to make any purchases. By, by the way, uh, PayPal at Big Ship seventy nine. If you pay me five dollars <laughs> a month, I will. Uh... <laughs> no, in, in in Discord groups, uh, the real McCoys they they started. He breaks just said, hey, you know, we just started to one. Discord groups can really be a good thing, like Steph said. Sure. It sure. really can be, but when it's used this way, and what we're and what we're doing is we're bringing this information out to tell you guys. Don't be the chucklehead that goes and buys the ten dollar eighty seven Mark McGuire. Yeah. Okay. Wait for it to come back down because it will. We we it have will. twenty years. Okay. So that home run chase was a ninety eight. Mm -hmm. That was the peak of McGuire cards, right? Right. So that's been twenty two years ago. Good lord. Mm -hmm. We've have twenty two years of solid data where that card came back down and it settled right where it should be. A dollar. See, it's a dollar card. That's fine. Yeah. That that's a good price for the card. A P, you know, a, a PSA ten, maybe 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 a twenty spot if you don't have one, right? Because right. of the, the printing and the and the gum and all that. Okay, that's fine. But that that's insane, guys. That's insane. Everybody talked trash about eighty seven tops for so long, and all these like ninety Fleer Sammy Sosas. That's like. Guys, just a couple of days ago, that was a card that was just tossed in a box somewhere or thrown away. Yeah. So I have um, a bunch of clear update, uh, Ron Gantz and uh, Bip Roberts, if anyone wants them. Yeah, buy the Bips. Well, those, those Gantz, I mean, dub mentality will go broke. <laughs> he'll he'll write you over his next eight paychecks, dude. So just just be careful. And I think John, John said, hey, if you're paying for, uh, for advice – uh, for uh, on how to buy cards, then then something's wrong. There's ton of us out there that will give you free knowledge. Hell, this show. Um, so so we have we have two podcasts represented here this evening, and we're four co-hosts of of the collaborative hobby hotline. And I forget Val did the math, and we had over 200 years of collective card collecting knowledge, right? And, and we have people that have owned card shops. People that are, are breakers, we have. We're not, we're not going to sit here and say we're the end all be all experts on on any given subject, but we would all give free advice. Why? Because we we take advice too from other people. I we learned, all have questions. I learn stuff every day. Uh, oh, yeah, Ben, and I've been doing this a long time. I learned stuff tonight in in the hour and a half or whatever it's been. Uh, you know, but here's my thing. I don't even mind if someone wants to pay. 10 bucks for the 87 tops Maguire. But I don't want, don't pay someone 10 bucks to tell you to buy the 87 right. tops yeah. Maguire right. for 10 bucks. Yeah. That's right. the problem Just, I have. Make your yeah. own decision, do your own research. If you're not comfortable, don't make the purchase, but don't pay someone. Like you just said, any one of us will answer a private message, a public message, and give a, an honest opinion and assessment. But don't, well, don't pay anybody. Somebody asked me the other day about selling a Fleer Metal Jordan uh, car that they got back. And, you know, it was me, uh, watched the breaks, a few other guys. And, you know, uh, Ivan and I went and pulled the re recent eBay comps and sales. And I, I sent them as a DM. Ivan put it out public. And I was like, dude, somebody offered 350 for that. Bought, sell it now because that card's falling apart because right. the documentary show over, the hype's over, yeah. um, you know, that kind of stuff. So, you know, just, just be. Uh, there was a guy that. I was making the comment right. about the 85 McGuire and this guy comes at me and he's like, listen, dude, he goes, sell me all your Jordans at prices 30 days ago. 
And I was like, all right, first off, you have to understand how a bell curve works. And 30 days ago, right in the middle of this documentary was the, the height of the Jordan craze or is already starting on a downward trend at that point. I was like, so buying it 30 days ago, you're already an idiot uh, because that's not the right time. You probably meant 90 days ago. But I was like, the caveat is wait 60 more days. If I were to sell you all of my Meguiars at, at 30 days ago, you cannot sell them right now. You have to wait 60 days. And I guarantee, guarantee you're going to lose money because that's how the bell curve works. It goes up, it peaks, and it goes down. And it might and not it, go down back to where it was, but it's definitely no, it might down stop from the somewhere at the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, you run a trend analysis on this, and and it's static, and then it's got peaks here and there, right? As people buy and things happen, um, maybe these cards are never seventy-five cents ever again, but they're definitely not ten dollars. They're going to drop down to two dollars, and again, this card is thirty-three years old. If you don't have one by now, you never wanted Especially one. Especially eighty-seven, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, just, just... Well, you could have been... I mean, in fairness, you could have been in a coma for 32 years. You could have been. You could have been. Why, why just, now is that the one card be, you try and chase down? Yeah, be, be <laughs> smart. Oh, there's a documentary next month on, on, on you know, so-and-so. Now it's, All right. Now's not the time to buy on that particular card or that particular what person. What, let's start this. What random baseball player can we start to, to tell people to buy right now? Um, you know, and, and make... Ron I got Gant. one, too. Let's do Ron Gant. Let, let's increase oh, it's the It's got to be someone way more random than Ron Gant. Oh, man. I just want, I, I just want well, Dubs. Really? I just want his market Eddie, to... Eddie Tobinsky. <laughs> Rich is set, actually. Eddie Perez. Let's just do all these random Eddie catchers. Random backup Eddie catchers. Uh, Benito, Benito Santiago was the man. 87 dude. traded Benito Santiago. Buy now, buy now, buy, buy, buy. Bye, bye, I'm going bye. Greg Jeffries because I have go. a lot of Greg Jeffries. <laughs> so, Johnny's Johnny, ready to cash out on his I, 19. I didn't, I'm like Greg Jeffries. Dave Maggot and 87 Tops Future Stars. <laughs> 89 Donruss Tom Prince. And now there's going to be a run on Little Big League because Dave Magadan was – what was the line when he's like, I, I love you, Dave, but I hope you burn and or die a, a dog death or something. I forget the line at the end of that movie. <laughs> so uh, Chris Height on Twitter bought a uh, orange uh, – the orange 19, 2019 Tops complete set uh, from Target. So I think they're $49 or $59. And they come with some like tops rookie chrome cards, like best of. Mm -hmm. um, and he pulled a Mike Trout chrome rookie. And on the back, it's like tells you about the card, but it's numbered five out of 10 and it's flipping autographed. How awesome! How awesome is that? I'm I mean, sure it's not in the notes. What's up? It's not in the notes. No, I'm just looking at it here in Twitter. I'll send it uh, over to you so you can pull it up. But uh, no, I, I'm just I was flipping through Twitter before the show and saw this and um, could not believe uh, that a, a trout and it's a it's got the chrome finish on everything. So and it's an iconic card. Uh, it just looks super cool. Like what would you do? You spend fifty bucks on a uh, on a complete set. You open it up and there is the trout auto. So he startled oh, he, his wife by yelling out. Holy even shit. Charlie Bucket found a golden ticket. So that, yeah. that's awesome. It's good to hear when um, 
you know, I was talking to Tops Living Stat, and he's been buying the the turn back the clocks, and you know, they're all supposed to be randomly inserted. And uh, he he heard of a guy who bought the Willie Mays from the other day, the New York Met version, and the one he got sent was was the cherry out of seven, one card. It wasn't a bulk buyer, and to me, it's like that's what I love to hear about buying some of this stuff when it's not the guys that are you know the bots and all this stuff, the people that are buying. Um, you know, as much as I love Twins Jake and, and, and he's a good dude and, and and he's buying a lot of stuff. So just you're doing the math. He's going to get some of this stuff just by, you know, the sheer math of it. Yeah. But you want to see this stuff randomly inserted. And for somebody that's just a me, a you, a you, a you, right? One of us that just buys the one that we want to be able to get rewarded once in a while is nice. It's just yeah. it's it's nice to have one of one of just the normal guys grab something once in a while. No, yeah, I don't definitely. And I, I today I ran into a guy that was at the card shop who recently got back into to collecting. Uh, his name was Dan, and he'd started collecting Lonzo Ball like crazy. And when he was down, he started buying more Ball, and he couldn't believe the the low prices he was getting for these autos and these Prism cards. He's turned and he he had a you know the shoebox, and he had almost two rows full still of stuff. He's I sold one shoebox already, basically. And I bought myself a nine Jordan rookie card with all these Lonzo balls. And he goes, I wasn't even trying to do it, but I was buying such so many in such a low price. And now his stuff started going back up. I just started selling it. And then all of a sudden I had this money and I bought a, a Jordan rookie. And, and that's super cool to hear. Um, you know, and we start talking about, and uh, hopefully he's listening to the show. I told him to check us out and um, you know, he seemed pretty cool, but uh you know, it, it's these things like, I ah, man, I just what's going on right now. There's there's so much about and so much money coming in to the hobby, but there's so many of us that have been in the hobby and we've expected it at a certain level. Um, we're just, I think it's just guys. We're just going to need to wait through it um, and do what we can. And and there's still plenty of stuff to be had, plenty of deals to be had. You just got to know where to look and what to do and. You know, yeah. um, it, it's good because it's bringing spotlight in here, right? We're getting there's more publicity coming back into it a little bit, and, and um, that is always a good thing. Uh, you know, and and people talk, say whatever they want about Gary V, and you can take him or leave him. Um, you know, he's brought some of that in, and that that's fine. Um, but just just be smart about it. Look, do your own research or ask questions. And there's tons. There's enough of us here to, to be able to do that. So, uh, guys, any final things before we head out tonight? Uh, yeah, let's, yeah. Give, let's give away something. Let's give All right. away. Johnny, you're up first, bud. All right. So, before I say this, what Tim said is is right, man. Be smart. Um, you know, hang on. Right now, I've I've been doing this a long time. This is the craziest I've ever seen it. You got. Forbes doing stories on the hobby. You got ESPN doing hobby stories. Um, just kind of ride the wave out. Things will kind of settle down. Dust always will settle. Uh, be smart about where you're spending your money. Don't get in over your head. Um, don't pay anybody. Uh, there's too many people out who will give you stuff for free for you to pay for it. So uh, no need to do that. But uh, speaking of Jordan, and, and and a little bit inflated stuff, but this is a '94 Birmingham Barons baseball minor leagues, the whole set, classic, uh, classic best. 
And so uh, I'm going to give it away to somebody uh, either watching the show now or uh, even later on. So go to YouTube, like the show, put in the comments, MJ, Michael Jordan, all the comments I see that say something related to Jordan. I'll, uh, I'll put them on a randomizer list. We'll, we'll roll dice, randomize it, and whoever comes out uh, on top, I'll, uh, I'll send it their way. Awesome. Well, thank you, sir. Thanks for coming on tonight, too. Oh, yeah. man, this was a blast. It yeah. made my, I'm a, I'm, I was a rookie tonight on the show. Well, Speaking yeah, of rookies. We, we, Benjamin, we, you said you had something tonight, bud? Yeah, we've been trying to get Johnny on the show for, uh, it seems like, a year and a half now. So, um, first off, I'm excited. I got I to gotta run out of town this weekend. I'm going to go pick up some uh, some stuff uh, in, in Fairfield, which is about an hour away, 45 minutes away from me. And uh, uh, I'm excited to listen to the Hobby Hotline because while I'm driving – I'll be listening to you three guys. Oh, we should uh, just so totally that's exciting. Him. I know it'd be great because I won't be in a position where I can call in and defend myself. So uh, let's do it, um, guys. I'll make. But, I'll ask. Uh, I'll ask Doctor Beckett what he thinks about investment versus collector. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, right over Tim's left shoulder. So if you're watching the video, you'll be seeing it to his to the right of his head is a uh, an awesome George Brett one of a kind piece of artwork from our listener John P. Uh, this week he sent me this, wow. which is pretty awesome, pretty awesome, with a personalized note on the back, which I I'll, I won't read because it's personal. Um, but he but he 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 asked me, he's like uh, he had two two things. He's like, which one do you think your dad would like? And he sent this to my dad. That's cool. So this, wow. this is a, a picture of Boba Fett, and again, it's got something. Uh, uh, personal to my dad on the back of it from from JP. Um, John P has been such a fantastic listener and friend. Um, you know, we we want to wish him our best. He, he had some health issues a while back. He seems to be doing much better. Um, I, I mean, his how gracious he's been, the uh, gratitude he's had towards our show. We even got him on hobby. Twitter. Yeah. Plus, yeah, we, we we got him. We talked him into getting Twitter. Um, he, he was a, a, had a question right early on about how do I figure out what I want to collect, and we walked him through it, and he's really focused on some hockey stuff and, and young guns, and he's just been such a good hobby friend, um, and uh, he, he's a big supporter of the Hobby Hotline, um, so it, it, it's been awesome. And for him to do something like that for us personally um, – it touches our hearts yeah. in a way that we, we can't even begin to, to thank him. Um, so we, we really appreciate him and everybody out there that listens and supports yeah. us you can uh, for allowing all of us, including John's show, um, in the Hobby Hotline. I mean, we, we wouldn't do this if, if we weren't having fun and we didn't have all of you guys to enjoy this with. Yeah, you, you, can, you can find him on Twitter, Blades of Seal 79 That was my note because I got this in the mail from him. Early, nice. right after the show like last week. Oh, sweet. nice. That's the way, 99, right? No. Isn't that the green parallel? I don't see a serial number. Maybe it is. I have to say something. Top's Inception this year. Wow. Yeah, it was Gorgeous a good-looking product. And, yeah. and that was like $65, $70 a box. Like, cause I, I was, in a, I told you guys how I did that uh, war and I ended up winning three boxes. But mm-hmm. it's now up to like one fifty a box, and I still think that's a good deal for what's that. His, they did something different this year, and that's that stuff is awesome. 
Um, I give a. You said Seth, you had two. That, that's uh, no, you're good. Yeah. Okay, I, I just you know, quick thing too, I'll, guys. You guys have all been uh, as we hit 100 episodes next week. Um, you know, episode two, what is it? Will be uh, like. 104 will be two full years of being on every week. Um, we're so happy. What's up? So I think we've missed two weeks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to, to do that, I mean, the first 4th of July, we didn't do a show because it was on the 4th of July. We should have done one. We looked back and we said we should have just done one. But, um, no, it, it's been awesome. Um, you know, there's been so many people that have supported and been on the show, and we're going to run through a bunch of those people next week. Um if you guys have a fun story or something you want to share about about the cards that uh, you you've liked or enjoyed uh, over our uh, hundred episode or first ninety nine episodes, send them our way uh, at about the cards pod at gmail.com or on Twitter about the cards and, and let us know. Um, I want to do a big shout out to Three B Collection. Um, you know, he and John P lately have been just champing like carrying these flags. Uh, for our show, and uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, foul, uh, foul ball, foul five ball has been involved for quite some time. All the guests and the people, I mean, it, it in the two years we've been doing it, it's been, been amazing to help to start the ho- help start the hobby hotline and be a big part of that. Uh, to go to the national and, and sit and on a uh, be in a um, on the Beckett main stage doing a, a presser type thing to do an event there. Uh, to all the people and friends we've made and met, it's you know tremendous, and uh, we hope to carry that on. But uh, we'd love you guys to share, like you know, the reason why you keep tuning in and, and listen to the chuckleheads here, you know, talk about uh, guys on cardboard. Um, you know, we'd really appreciate that, and we uh, and, and thank you so much. And uh, so I appreciate that. Uh, but uh, any guys, any other final thoughts before we head out this evening? No, I don't think uh, you can put it any better. I guess. Uh, coming on just uh, hey man congratulations that's a, a big 100 is you know you do anything for that long you're doing something right and uh like yeah. you said uh you know uh, none of us are, are what could do what we do uh without the community as a whole listening and promoting and, and talking about us and uh you know i think i think you summed it up pretty good but uh, congratulations oh thank you so we- we, we appreciate it. I did have one last thing. Um, last week after the hobby hotline was over, uh, myself and about a dozen other people, Steph included, hopped on to a uh, Zoom meeting. We had Uncle Rich on there. Um, a couple of our listeners, 3B Collection was on there. Um, and it was just, we talked for about an hour about nothing and everything. It was card related, sports related. It was, you know, some banter back and forth. Uh, it was totally awesome there was a little bit of a glitch where a couple people that wanted to get in couldn't um i would love to be able to host one or, or at least be a part of one if somebody who's a little bit more technologically uh in tune with how that works wants to host it um maybe we can do it again on one of these saturdays coming up and get 30 people it'd be fantastic just a way to kind of just all of us sitting there around on a saturday afternoon talking about the hobby that we love um there are moments of silence where nobody had anything to say and then somebody pops in with something and 12 people try to talk at once. So it was awesome. Can't wait for the next one. So That's great. Uh, let's do it again soon, guys. Yeah. Uh, and Matt Brins says a uh, great show tonight. I think he might've been uh, one of the, the guys that was in there, right? I- he was as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He was. And- uh, 
you, you know, we, we had, and I, I actually gave, I told him I'd give him five bucks for saying that. So uh, it's in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you have to subscribe to, of- to John's new uh, Discord chat. Otherwise, you, you can't get <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> hey, can I give me ten a- bucks? <laughs> I'll tell you what to buy. Can I give? Can I do a shameless plug, fellas, before we end tonight? Let's do it. So I'm 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 bored a little bit and um, in between projects here at the house and uh, so for cards so and I'm missing card shows so uh, I'm doing my quarter boxes so if you have uh, I posted it today like I listed some star players I've pulled aside uh, for quarter boxes five for a buck uh, if you want a hundred cards it's fifteen bucks so uh, check it out. And, and let me know, or if you're a team collector and you're looking for stars or inserts, I can do the same for you. So, you know, let me send some stuff your way. Uh, guys, remember, we're live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific on YouTube and everywhere Central. else. 10 Central. Remember to, to, to watch the Hobby Highland this Saturday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. Call with any questions, comments. We appreciate the support. Three of the four of us will be on. Uh, this week, make sure to subscribe and review our show on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter about the cards. Follow Ben at our trading cards. Follow stuff at Junk Wax Twins. Follow John at Sports Card Natty One. Always follow me at Big Shep Seventy Nine. Please share your hobby stories, great pulls. Send your questions our way. Keep collecting, and we will see you next week. Good night, Stuart.